0: Chicago, this is your new morning routine, Cap and J-Hood, follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram, watch the show on Twitch, follow ESPN 1000 Chicago, stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000, and now on FM at 100.3 HD2, now, 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 on Chicago's home for sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood.
1: Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring out, bring out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Woo!
2: What's up, and welcome in! It's the Cap and Jay Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Jay Hood. Cap is off today with open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number saying what's up and good morning to you, twitchers, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. We've got Danny, we've got Jeff, and we've got you on this Friday. The weekend is here. We finally made it to Friday, and I hope that you have a great weekend. On the show this morning, we will have Shot or No Shot in an hour from now. Of course, we've always got different things that we talk about in Shot or No Shot. Sports, entertainment, you never know what you're going to get for Shot or No Shot. Danny Zetterman will give us that at 8 o'clock. We give you the Big Ten Game of the Week. College football, you know I'm a huge college football fan. We will tell you what the Big Ten Game of the Week is and an opportunity for you to go to the Big Ten Championship. Brought to you by Dr. Pepper. Our guy JD, Jeff Dickerson will join us at 9:17. We open up the Friday folder. Actually Danny, the, the folder probably is empty, right? I mean, I feel like this week with Cap gone, I feel like I've gone through most, maybe 85, 90% of the stuff, right? I mean, seriously, the re- only reason why we had the Friday folder is because that guy can't stop talking. I mean, don't you just hate a guy that just can't stop talking? Right? I'm giving you I mean, what you want. I'm just, wanted. Saying, I'm just I'm telling you right you now. What you I'm, just, I'm just telling you right now. Don't you get tired of a guy that just, I mean, he just continues to just continue to talk. I, you just I sh- want to just get a few words in, and all of a sudden, he just keeps talking, right? I mean, we have topics in, and he, he blows right through the teas. Don't you get tired of that? I saw all his you, contract. All you, want, all you want to do is just be able to have a guy that could just stop talking just for a few minutes. That way, you be able to get a word in edgewise. That's all you should really want, right? So about the folder. I mean, the whole thing I look at is, is that when you have the folder, right, when you have the folder, you should be able to have some things there, but otherwise, you should be able to get through all your topics. I mean, hey, you, you write the teases. We should be able to go through the topics and we don't go to the topics because the guy just keeps talking and we never get to the topics. But the thing about... I, Cap- just, I still understand it, man. This is a great segment, but I, be, I believe that if we go through all our segments and stop talking every now and then, maybe we get through our stuff, we don't have to have the folder every Friday. But I think the thing that we I, could- mean, I mean, I'm just telling you right now. That's the way I look at it. Also, carms with the best trends. Listen, if you're an NFL guy or if, if you're a college football fan... You can be able to listen to Carm coming up at 9.50. He'll give you the best trends for college and pro football at 9.50 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Shout out to our teammate, Randy Merkin. Oh, what a night last night. So after I do the show, I spend time with the students, my kids, actually, at Illinois Media School in Lombard. We go through air checks. We talk about the business and all that. So I was there in the afternoon. But in the evening, I go from Lombard to Northbrook. What a time it was for Randy Merkin, because he's writing a book behind the dot com is where you go and you can be able to purchase your book there behind the dot com. Of course, Randy's part of Carmen Yurko and a big part of our station here at ESPN 1000. And so we go to his book signing, his first ever book signing. And it's uh, it's claim company, right? Is that where I was in Northbrook?
3: Correct, claim company. Great spot. They got the best cheeseburger in the world called the Motherload.
2: First of all, very well lit, very, great location within the mall, right there, right across from like the PNC, right there. But there, you know the parking situation, Daddy. I don't want to complain, but I think I have, I'm gonna have to start this morning with this. I'm there looking for parking. I mean, I mean, it was packed for Merkin, right? I mean, a full house. I mean, they were hanging from the rafters there for for Merkin's deal, for his uh, book signing, because he's got a great book talking about his experience as a producer over the years. He's been in the business since 1957. Nonetheless, uh, BehindTheGlassBook.com. So from his days of producing back in 57, you know, when you could just call people willy-nilly on the hotel, you know, call people's hotel room and just, hey, can I get this guy? Yes or no. All that stuff, right? So... Danny, when, I don't know what the parking situation was like for you, but when I got there, I mean, it was packed. I had to park like uh, maybe a block down, maybe on the other side of the Panera Bread right, right there. And so I get out of the car, and there's a lady walking her dog. And the lady looks at me, wide-eyed, and the dog, it's a little, you know, a little chihuahua, a little dog, raises his, his ears when he sees me with eyes wide open did I, I? think they were surprised to see me there. I don't know why. I'm a nice citizen. I'm a nice guy. But the dog looked. I mean, he was walking, grazing through the grass, and all of a sudden, what is he doing in the neighborhood? That, I mean, I got that look. What? What was that, Danny? What was that? I can't speak for that dog. Maybe the dog is a fan of the Captain J. Hood show. Hears your voice every morning. It was like, right? Who that is. I, I, I I don't. I, I don't think the dog was starstruck. I think he was afraid. I'll be honest. Ah, you're such a lovable guy. Mm. What's there to be afraid of? The dog was just crazy through the grass and all of a sudden, what? A little unusual. Can (laughs) I have some soup? (laughs) It was very unusual. The dog and the lady clutching across across the street, right? I saw that. (laughs)
3: As as you walked in, I saw it was like the Dead Sea Party. As Hoodie
2: walks through the parking lot to go into Clay Company, all these people cross the street. I see so many faces that I know from the station and also be, you know, fans and of Randy Merkin and, and fans of Claim Company. I walk in and all of a sudden the good times stop. Did you notice that, Danny? I walked in and all of a sudden the music stopped. The, the needle went off the record. <laughs> all of a sudden I come in and they say, Hey, what's going on here? And a lot of 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 the shaking hand and the pointing going my direction. Did you see that? Did you see the pointing at the time? Did you see the pointing? I saw the pointing at the the time. I didn't
3: get it, but when you walked in, I did see there was a table of elderly people, and for some reason, they all put their wallets
2: on the table. (laughs) Didn't (laughs) understand that. I thought that was very uncomfortable. All right, stop (laughs) yourself now. You're giving the village of Northbrook a bad name. Just telling you. I mean, listen. We're not talking about Deerfield here. Oh, no, you're taking a shot at that that's not right. Now that's not right. <laughs> the former home of the bull. Don't you do that. Nonetheless, I believe is it Arnie, the owner? Arnie the owner, great guy. Arnie the owner. We met so many great people there. I'm, you know, I'm just I'm really just um doing a lot of tongue-in-cheek here, but it was a great time for Randy Merkin uh, and uh, and his wife, by the way, the superstar, Beth. Beth, Beth, Beth. she's now, great. Boy, that's the backbone of that family. Let me tell you right now, she, what a great lady. I've met her, i met Randy's kids, and I'm going to just tell you right now, in that family, like, Merkin, maybe fifth or sixth, It's only four of them. I think he's like fifth or sixth in the family.
3: Well, you got to put best parents. I mean, the tarshishes they were great also. Yes. Met them. Brent and Dana, his kids. It was a solid. Listen, I have to say this. We are very lucky to work at a place where we all get along, knock on wood. Yes. Like the, the turnout from just this radio station on-air people marketing people uh sales people the bosses everybody showed up to support merkin and it's a really really nice thing because he deserved that i'm really happy for
2: him i'm happy for him as well so again it's a behind the glass and again the great beth merkin really the backbone of that family from what i what i learned that yesterday I was like you know what i get your emails you're the you're the wind beneath his wings you you get all the credit and the cash uh,
3: listen i can't confirm this but i also heard she actually is the person that booked all those guests that he
2: wrote about in the book <laughs> that's right exactly right by the way you know i've been flaunting around this hundred dollar bill that i've had since the vacation you know you, that I've yeah, said you've that offered
3: place. it to me like six times f- as fine money knowing that there's no way i could break it you
2: can break that just don't be so tight man you've got to just get your currency exchange Give me just just make, give me change when I need it.
3: I don't walk around with enough cash to break that. I in my wallet right now I've got twenty one dollars. It was thirty one, but no, it was forty one. But I
2: bought the book last night. I, well, I had a hundred, and I and, and again I had it for the vacation. I've had it in my wallet for a while, but I had it for the vacation just in case I need it. Just in case, give the guy a hundred dollars. I bought a couple of books. Uh, I got forty dollars back in change. Say hey pal think you're $20 short, aren't you? <laughs> like, hey, I wasn't born last night. I was born at night, though. Come was, on, pal. He was thinking a little something extra for his efforts. Exactly Didn't, right. Did these books walk themselves <laughs> into the claim company? <laughs> Those are heavy, too. So I completely understand that. All right. We're going to talk about the Bears because the Bears are getting ready to take on the Baltimore Ravens. And so, boy, we've got a lot of Bears. It's a really a football Friday. And so I want to talk to you about the Bears. Have you heard the latest from Matt Nagy? Have you heard the latest? I want you to. I know you say, oh, Nagy's going to say something that's so boring and just something that really doesn't resonate with me. Okay. This is the essence of the three and six bears from Matt Nagy.
4: Those are hard to recover from, but you have to. You got no choice, right? So, okay, bye week. You got to think about it even more. Guess what? We had a bye week last year, too. We lost six games in a row with a bye week stuck in between. The only way to get back to it is say, okay, why is this going on? It's no one's fault other than everybody's. And now we pick the pieces up and we we get a chance to play a great football team that's really well coached at home. And what are we going to do about it?
2: Okay. Now, I just played that 25 seconds. Is there anything that's weird about what he said? Listen.
4: Those are hard to recover from, but you have to. you got no choice, Right. So, okay, bye week. You got to think about it even more. Guess what? We had a bye week last year, too. We lost six games in a row with a bye week stuck in between. The only way to get back to it is say, okay, why is this going on? It's no one's fault other than everybody's. And now we picked the pieces. Hold on. Did he say it's no one's fault other than everybody's? It's no one's fault other than everybody's. It's no one's fault other than everybody's.
2: Obvious shirts. This is your new T-shirt. I need you to get me that shirt now. No one's fault except everybody's. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the essence of the Chicago Bears. Does that make any damn sense to you this morning? Honest to God. No one's fault except everybody's. Now, ultimately, the mixed messages is what Matt Nagy is known for, right? The mixed messages. You know, so Andy's our starter and, uh, you know, Justin Fields is going to be our backup. All of a sudden, now Justin Fields is our starter. Like, such, such confusion in the marketplace. Such confusion around the team. Can you believe that he said that? No one's fault except everyone's. You know, when he says that, that means he's run out of things to say. You would think that after the bye, after COVID, everything that he's gone through, you know what? After a week away from this, or maybe he was firmly entrenched in, I don't know. Point is, though, is that after a week, you feel like, okay, I can reset. We're three and six. We're going in the wrong direction. Another losing streak. We're trying to win for the first time in the Nagy administration after the bye. And he comes out with that. It's no one's fault other than everybody's. It's no one's fault except everybody's. Now, if you're a player, right, you got the pads on, you got the helmet, you're ready to go. And after practice,
4: Nagy tells the team, it's no one's fault other than everybody's.
2: The reason why that the Bears are three and six is because the team is three and six. Does it have three and six talent? In some places, yes. But it's no one's fault except everybody's. Did he really say that out loud in front of a hot mic? Did he really say that? Ladies and gentlemen, this is why every week with Cap, every week I sit next to Cap and I say, Cap, I feel like I wasted a Sunday. There's so much other good football that I could be watching. Red zone aside, I could be able to watch four quarters of good football, watch the Titans, watch Arizona, watch the Tampa Bay. I could be able to watch good football and just like, you know what, the Bears would be last on the list some Sundays. Because of boobs like this. It's no
4: one's fault other than everybody's.
2: Seriously? It's no one's fault except everybody's. I want you to use that in your household today, okay? I want you to say that in front of your family and see what their reaction is. Because my reaction is he's run out of things to say. It's no one's fault except everybody's. Let me fix that for you, okay? It's your fault. It's George and Ted's fault. It's Ryan Pace's fault. It's the team's fault for underachieving. It's no one's fault except everybody's. No, it's everybody's fault, including you. When you say that, that mixed message, it's like, well, well, who should, who should have the blame? Everybody should have the blame for this nonsense. Again, another losing streak in this era of Matt Nagy. And that guy's still employed today. He's run out of things to say. Answer this question for us, Bears fans. The Bears beat the Ravens on Sunday, if blank. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Can the Bears break this losing streak? The Bears beat the Ravens on Sunday if. I'll give you my thoughts, and I'll get to your phone calls on this next on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. It's no
4: one's fault other than everybody's.
0: It's a nickel! This is Cap and Jay Hood. Follow on Instagram at, at Cap Hood.
4: This is ESPN
0: 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
2: Again, if you can't catch our show live between 7 and 10 on ESPN 1000 at the ESPN Chicago app, use the ESPN Chicago app. Use it. And that way you can catch the podcast anytime that you want, right? Just click Cap J. Hood on the ESPN Chicago app. Boom. You get access to all of our podcasts. It's for free, for goodness sakes. It's free content. Check it out on the ESPN Chicago app. Click Cap J. Hood for our podcasts. Jay Hood in with you here on this Friday morning cap is off today 312332 ESPN 3323776 is our phone number. Um so the question on the table this morning is the Bears beat the Ravens on Sunday if. We do this every Friday because we ask you the question whether that the Bears actually can get through and finally break this losing streak. So I believe that one of the things I wrote down as far as the the Bears will beat the Ravens on Sunday if is obviously the strength of the team offensively is running the football. And I believe that that is possible to do this against this Ravens team. Montgomery's back. We saw him come back in the Pittsburgh game. And you talk about a guy that runs with a ruthless aggression, a guy who cares. He runs like every time he takes the football, I think he runs like it's his last rush. It's his last time running the ball because I remember last year where Nagy wasn't running the football well early in the season and when they started to go to Montgomery and he started to move the chains, he was running I mean, just an aggressive runner downhill, not the shiftiness, he's not fast as far as him being able to spin out of tackles and all that and just be able to just burst through, but he's just a hard runner that I appreciate, right? You appreciate the effort because at least he's moving the chains and so if that's what the Bears have to do offensively, and if that's the strength of the team, They have to do that. As much as I would love to sit here and tell you, man, you know what's going to happen, is that they're going to throw bombs to Allen Robinson, and he's going to have two touchdowns, and he's going to have 250, and he's just going to be a catalyst for the Bears in this game against the Ravens. I can't tell you that. And that's not necessarily against Justin Fields. It's just that the way the Bears' offense is tailored. I think that Mooney can make some catches here and there, and I really liked what I saw from Komet finally, finally from Komet uh, in the Pittsburgh game. But I'm just going to say running the football is very essential. Something else I want to point out, too, is, as far as the defense is concerned. Lamar Jackson is the quarterback for the Ravens. And he has held up strong during his four-year NFL career despite taking, listen to this, 668 hits. That's 115 more than any other quarterback since taking over as the Ravens' signal caller going back to 2018. Do you know what all those hits and all of that action that Jackson has taken, he has missed only two games sitting out the 2019 season finale because Baltimore already secured the number one seed. He's already missed a total of six practices in the first 11 weeks of this season, though. And so there's question marks about Jackson. I'm sure that he'll be ready to play on Sunday. But man, he is has been out because of because of his injuries. When you run the football as often as Lamar Jackson does, he's going to take a beating. And I know that he's built for this, for him to only miss two games. But one of my keys also, the Bears beat the Ravens on Sunday. If if they're able to slow down Jackson, you're not going to stop him. You're not going to stop him because he is a vital cog to that offense. But I would like for the Bears to be able to at least – Slow him down. Make him throw the football down the field. He can do that, too, because I think that he's emerging as a solid two-way player. That's why he is in the MVP race. He's having an MVP-like season. He ranks eighth in the NFL in passing, 2,400 yards and seventh in rushing, 639 coming into the game on Sunday. So he can be able to do a number of things for that Ravens offense, but make him test the Bears secondary. And there's where I'm scared, right? I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm not sure how the secondary will be able to fare against the Ravens offense but the Bears can be able to run the football. i like for them to get after Jackson. There's some other things, but I want to get your thoughts 1st two three three two. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Lake Forest, here's Steven on ESPN 1000 with Jay Hood on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Hey, Steve. Good morning, Hoodie. What's up? Morning, man. How are you? I'm
3: well, thanks. I'm just uh, pulling into Lake Forest next to the Bears facility. I work over there. But okay. I wanted to say that I truly believe that the Bears beat the ravens on sunday if nobody plays well other than everybody
2: (laughs) okay i like that i you know what that's one to grow on there i like that i like that i I like it better coming from you than that that's for sure it's no one's fault i have
3: no no idea how they beat them
2: (laughs) (laughs) well thank you very much Stephen. we appreciate it yeah it's ridiculous right i mean
4: it's no one's fault other than everybody i know
2: how ridiculous is that right there is a guy at the end That's what that sounds like. Could you imagine George and Ted saying, you know what, we had a tough season and we weren't sure what we were going to do with the quarterback situation. But, you know, after hearing that, when he he goes to George and Ted and says, you know what, this season was no one's fault except everybody's, I think that's acceptable for Georgia Tech. You know what, another year, bring him back. He's fun. I'm sure that'll be the case. That's how ridiculous that was, Danny. The most frustrating thing about when he says stupid
3: things like that is, like, this is coming off the bye week, right? I know it's more important for him to prepare for the games, but you're going into a press conference on the bye week. You have time to prepare your answers and actually have, like, a cognitive thought and a message that you want to give to the media, and he doesn't even bother. It's like he doesn't even think about what he's going to say until he gets up there, and it's all stream of consciousness from his brain to his mouth
2: and out to the world. Can I tell you something? There are a number of coaches in this league, and I think a lot of us hear either the sound bites or the press conferences. I know that I love a good losing press conference, right? I love, I love a good losing press conference from football coaches, college and pro, because they struggle to try to figure out, try to put the words together, trying to figure out what they want to say. There's a number of coaches in this league, of new coaches that are just, ho- just horrible with the media. Joe Judge is one of them. Sirianni from the Eagles is a boob. Sirianni says, you know, the, our team was like a, a, a young flower, a, a little flower. We just have to blossom. You got to put water on that flower, and you got to be able to uh, cultivate and nurture that flower until it blooms, right? And then the Eagles lose, and then the Eagles fans throw flowers at Sirianni, and he wants, then he wants to fight them. It's a lot of just guys that just don't know what else to say when you're in the film room, in the dark film room, or on the practice field, and you really have no life lessons, you've got nothing going on besides going to practice, trying to find a way to win. I mean, hey, it's a great living because you get paid handsomely. But when it comes to anything else, they don't know what else to say except football, 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 football. They got nothing. I mean, Nagy's just talking just to play out the string. He doesn't know anymore. He is stressed. Stressed. Because he knows his job is on the line. But here's the thing that's so funny about this, Danny. So, okay, say, for instance, and and I've already gone through this in my career where I knew that my job was on the line, that I knew that once my contract was up, there's no way that I was going to be brought back, right? That was my situation in 05. But I knew that I had a plan. I'm like, okay, if it doesn't work out here, I'll come to ESPN 1000, I'll kick ass. And I've had since August of 2005, right? So the whole thing of Nagy is, because he's so stressed and trying to figure out how to w- uh, try to find a way to win, I'm not saying that he should be less than he shouldn't try hard. But the whole thing that he's so stressed that he can't put words together, he's got to know if I'm fired, I'm going to be a, co- a coordinator somewhere. Is he? Yes, he will. Really? You think? Yes. With the offenses offenses that we've had the last
3: three years yep. somebody is going to hire him to be an offensive coordinator
2: you know how the good old boys network works in sports
3: he's you know going that. to the cfl a la mark trust he's not he to CFL. N- listen if if you bring in matt nagy to run your offense after the offensive performances we've seen from these chicago bears teams yes. then that head coach should be fired immediately whoever brings him in you know that he's going to coach again
2: after this to gig uh, you know what? Sandwich bet. Sandwich bet Why Sandwich bet. I got something for Sylvie later on too, pal. Nonetheless He's going to be a quarterback's coach someplace. A quarterback's coach, I'll, that will, but will, not that, an offensive coordinator. But that will blossom into another OC job at some point. It's at, going to happen. Because you know how
3: these jobs go, man. But my bet is that his next gig, when he gets fired from here, will not be an offensive coordinator. He might have a role on a football team. Obviously, with his experience and where he's been, he's probably an asset to have on the team in some capacity as a coach. But there is 0% chance he's an offensive coordinator at his next gig. That, that's what I'll bet you. You know
2: where wayward coaches go. Danny, Alabama so, some oh, Nick Saban doesn't want anything to do with him. Some, somebody somebody, hold Abdallah as I say that, right? That's where the, the fired wayward coaches go. They go to Alabama. They get themselves cleaned up. It's almost like a rehab for coaches. They go there, and then they go off to get another job someplace. Uh, so that's that's what I think. The Bears will win if. Fill in the blank, please. Three one two three three two. espn is our phone number. Remember, Bears fans. It's
4: no one's fault other than everybody's.
2: Aaron in Rockford on ESPN 1000 on Captain J. Hood. <laughs> Good morning, Aaron.
4: Good morning. Love the show, guys.
1: Great to be on. Thank you. Uh, the Bears went on Sunday if
3: they can generate turnovers. You know, the defense has really been the backbone of this team. They've been really the only thing nice to watch about the Bears for a while now. But, I mean, unless they can turn over that football, I mean, there's no way to expect the offense to step up, and you're just not going to win that game.
2: Yeah, you know, what I look at, Aaron, is that, um, yeah, I'd like for the Bears to be able to get turnovers. But you know what? Unfortunately, it's not the hallmark of the team. Right, so this is not Big Fangio's defense. Um, it's it's not even the previous defensive coordinator Pagano's defense. At time, it doesn't get to turnovers. We, we had Weider on yesterday. He says Sean decides the defensive coordinator has a turnover bucket. That thing's got spiders spider webs. There is no turnover bucket, right? I mean, uh, you have a turnover bucket and there's nothing in it. I know. Are we sure there's not a hole in the turnover bucket because it is empty? (laughs) You know what that is? It's like an an empty Salvation uh, Army tin. Outside the store, right? Like, hey, where's Sean the toys? Sean decides
3: ringing the bell.
2: <laughs> Somebody
3: throw a turnover in the bucket.
2: It's empty. <laughs> That's
3: right, Jeff, It's. Did you? We just shrug our shoulders. Sorry, I don't carry change anymore. I got a credit card. But do you take credit card, Sean? Decide for your turnovers. <laughs> a ding
2: a ding a ding a ding. Turnovers to ding a ding a ding. Hey, turnover anybody? Turnovers to ding a ding a ding. Sorry, pal. No change. Sorry pal, no turnovers. I mean that's what it is. That's what it is, Danny. That's what's happened there's there's no it's like the Salvation Army. there's the side rigging the bell. they're ding a the ding a turnover a turnover turnover. Nobody's putting anything in the bucket. nothing maybe, maybe next week. <laughs> I'll see you next week at this when I come back. Maybe next week. I can, I listen for you and you know you and I, Mellor. We just zip right through. But for Danny, it's, it's a whole conversation. He's just he just he's he's so just concerned. Like I'm sorry, I don't have any money for. I, I apologize. He got the hands out. I apologize. I just have credit cards. They put you on the spot, man. <laughs> He's so guilty. (laughs) It's optional. It doesn't mean that you actually have to do
3: it, though. You don't have to put money in the bucket if you don't want to. Some some of those guys demand it. They almost make you feel
2: shameful if you don't. (laughs) I've offered them my watch before. (laughs) But what about the side? There's nothing in the bucket. There's nothing. There's no turnover there. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. All right, coming up next on Captain J-Hood, if you root against your coach or quarterback or any member of the team – Are you really a fan? We'll give you an example of that coming up next right here on Cap and J-Hood. Do you take Venmo? Cap and J-Hood. Mornings.
1: ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.
2: No shot coming up at 8 o'clock. Shot or no shot right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. Jay Hood on the Cap and Jay Hood show. Cap will return on Monday. So glad you're with us here on this Friday morning. So we're part of Good Karma Brands. That's our company. And there are a number of stations within our company. One of them is our sister station, ESPN Cleveland. And so Tony Rizzo is one of the hosts... That is on that show, is on that uh, station, ESPN Cleveland. And he was really going after Baker Mayfield. And I understand how Baker Mayfield is someone who is pretty polarizing, not only in Cleveland, but in the NFL, right? The guy has a ton of commercials, but what has he really accomplished? But I understand that Baker Mayfield has got the arrow pointing up, we think, we're Cleveland because Cleveland is not this moribund, terrible franchise. So I'm going to relate what Tony Rizzo said to the Bears. Listen closely to our teammate Tony Rizzo from ESPN Cleveland about Baker Mayfield.
1: You happy? You happy? Are you Baker haters? Are you guys happy? Baker looks bad and you want to jump down his throat. I'm a Browns fan. I'm a Browns fan. It's like you're rooting against our quarterback. Like you want him to fail. To prove what? What? You were right? Do you realize what happens if this kid isn't the right guy? We're going to suck again. You don't find quarterback. It took you 20 years to find a guy to win 11 games. Now you don't think he can take you the rest of the way? Are you happy? I hope you're all happy. I hope you're happy. So you could draft some quarterback in the 30s and try and pray that he's going to be. Don't you understand? If Baker fails, it's back to the drawing board for my franchise. We know that everything has to be right for Baker to win. Sobering stuff for me. This year's been sobering. However, he's got a bad shoulder. He's got a broken bone. He's, now he's got a bum knee and a bum foot. He's getting beat up. Maybe he can't play the position. Maybe he's just not physically able to play the position. And at what point are you going to just keep running him back out there? It was clear to me that he couldn't plant yesterday. The foot thing was more than I thought, truly. He looked like crap. He looked great the week before. He looked bad yesterday. I know you're all ready to run him out of town. And that's fine. I don't know if he's the guy or not. I don't. And I'm starting to have real doubts about it. And it hurts. But I just can't believe the, the, I told you, I told you, I told you. Shut up! No one wants to hear I told you. You're not a Browns fan.
2: Tony Rizzo, our teammate from USP in Cleveland, rants about Baker Mayfield. Okay. I can only speak for me and my career, where I have gotten on the air, for those of you that have listened to me for a long time, and my passion about the Bulls and the NBA, how I just knew that Jim Boylan was not right for the job how Gar and Pax were not right for their positions. And my whole issues with Bill Wirtz when he was alive as the owner for the Blackhawks and various Bears quarterbacks. And my whole big issue with Robin Ventura as a manager for the the White Sox and Terry Bevington and Dick Duran. So for a long career for me, I've gone after a lot of Chicago sports figures. And the reason why is because I knew that those people that were management or playing or coaching were not right for the teams I was rooting for. And so I know that you feel the same because you've called me over the years to rant and go after these same figures over the years. I've taken your phone calls. You've heard my thoughts on it as well. So the same thing. As a passionate sports fan that I am, I look at certain coaches and look at certain players and say, you know what? I'm a fan of the team. I'm not a fan of them. But what Tony Rizzo from ESPN Cleveland is pretty much saying is, is that, well, because you have an issue with Baker Mayfield, if you don't root for him, you're against him. Ultimately, is it what he's saying there? He says, oh, you got what you want. Yeah, Baker looked bad, and you guys are rooting for that. If I root against my coach or my quarterback, am I really a fan? You're damn right I'm a fan. You're damn right, because ultimately, you're supposed to be a fan of the team. The team, the organization, right? There's a difference between the two. If you have an organization, say, for instance, you're a Cubs fan. And you want what's best for the Cubs. But yet there's someone on the team that's holding the team back. If you want to go after that player, you have a right to do so. You have a manager in place if you're a Cubs fan, or if you are a Bears fan, looking at the head coaching situation here, and you're saying, Matt Nagy, listening to these sound bites and then eh, more so than the sound bites it's no
4: one's fault other than everybody's
2: the whole thing of just watching The games, every single week, every single year, you're seeing a losing streak with this guy. At some point, you've got to be able to unplug this thing, right? But you're still a Bears fan, and that's the whole thing. You will never catch me, and Cap will do this from time to time. As a matter of fact, he's done it this year. I will never say, don't go to the games. Don't go to the games. Boycott the team. Don't go to the games. Because who am I to tell you as a fan what to do with your dollar, with your disposable income? Or you trying to make ends meet just to be able to get three hours of entertainment. I can't tell you that. You do what you want to do with your money. But the point is that you're not going to hear me use the word boycott and sports. And here's why. We could be frustrated with the Bears or we could be frustrated that the White Sox didn't take it to another level this season or frustrated that the Cubs decided to not make the team better after 2016, did not make incremental changes to be able to have a certain standard as far as a championship World Series standard. Or look at the Blackhawks, the way they handle everything internally. The point is, though, you'll always be a fan of the team. So if you're if you rooting against Mitch Trubisky back then and said, Mitch just sucks, I can't take this, you're still rooting for the blue and orange because that's who you are. So I don't believe, when Rizzo says, well, I mean, Baker Mayfield has a bad game, and people call his show, and he says, well, you're rooting against Baker Mayfield, that means you're not a Browns fan, that's completely BS. You tell me if I'm wrong. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Our first call the other day when we were talking about the, the Bulls and their loss uh, as they were up 20 on the Blazers, you know, me, Danny, Jeff, we were talking about it, and I said, you know what, that's a game that you should have won. Yeah, you're up 20 points, you had a good halftime lead, you had a lead in the third, but you just kind of felt the Bears were letting go, the Bulls were letting go of the rope defensively. You could just tell that they are letting easy baskets happen to the in right down the lane, as well as allowing three-point shots for Lillard and McCollum. And they should have won the game. First caller we had, you guys are Debbie Downers. You guys are Debbie Downers. That one caller, you remember that, Danny, right? It was our first caller. And I told him pretty much uh, to go pound sand because you don't tell me how to fan, one. And two, we have a standard here. I could be a Bulls fan and criticize the team. Just like if Browns fans can criticize Baker Mayfield and still be a fan of the Browns. Standards, right? Again, we, some of us, and again, not all of you, but some of us look at our pro teams like they're high school teams, and that's just nonsense. I mean, yeah, like When I used to do high school football on this station, I used to be able to go to different high school venues, and we broadcasted high school game night. You didn't hear me criticize not one time, a high school coach or high school player. You know why? Because that's that level. They're learning. The coach and the teams are learning. you That was one of my favorite things to do on the station because I didn't have to worry about salary caps. I didn't have to criticize anybody. It was just the love of the game. That's what high school sports is. Prep sports is. That's when I was doing that. But when you talk about the college and the coaches and the pros with the players and the coaches and management and salary caps and all that, absolutely, we hold them to a standard. Absolutely. Especially in this city. So when Rizzo says that, well, you know, you, you got, are you happy now? Baker sucks, so are you happy now? Listen, those are passionate Browns fans. They got, they got tired of losing. Just like as a Bears fan, I'm tired of them losing every single year and, and falling short of their goals. So our teammate Rizzo, is he right? Should fans root for their teams and not against them? Three one two three three two espn three three 3776 I'll take your phone calls on that. Shout a no! shot at eight o'clock. All part of the mix right here on Cap and Jay Hood. Ah, uh, we get it. It's your business, and you want to be involved in all the decisions, especially who hires. Well, I get it. You really need Indeed. The all-in-one hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. With smart tools like Instant Match, you'll instantly get a list of quality candidates whose resumes are indeed fit for your job description the minute that you sponsor a job. Spend less time sifting through resumes and more time saying you're hired. Visit Indeed.com slash credit.
3: This hour is brought to you by Valparaiso University. Live an hour from Chicago and be part of something bigger. Learn about new scholarships and apply at valpo.edu.
0: Listening to and J. Hood at home is easier than setting your coffee maker. This picture of domestic happiness is missing something. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. What a way to start the day. and J. Hood. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000.
2: Jay Hood on the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Saying good morning to you guys. Watching on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thanks for keeping the conversation going. So you heard from Tony Rizzo from ESPN Cleveland, our teammate. Should fans root for their teams and not against them? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. And again, I only relate to this for me as a Chicago sports fan. For years doing this, talking to you, talking with you about Chicago sports, and there's times where you watch a game, you get frustrated as a certain player, a certain coach, and you just have to just vent because you don't fe- want to feel like you're wasting your time. Look, we have an emotional and financial investment in our teams. And so you can understand why there could be some angst there. It's one thing to just like, ah, you know, we'll get them next year. Ah, we'll get them next year. But what if next year doesn't come? Right. We get them next year. And once again, you're under 500. And once again, you're not a playoff team. That sucks. It sucks because ultimately, what, what do you want? I'll speak for me. Tell me if I'm wrong. There's ladders to success in sports. The first rung of the ladder is to get to the playoffs. The second rung of the ladder is to be able to make some noise in the playoffs. The third rung of the ladder is to be able to make it to the championship game. The fourth rung of the ladder is to win the championship. And any of those rungs I'm good with, because that all means postseason. And so when a player, organization, coach holds the team back from getting to their goals and to your goals as a fan, that's a problem. I'm not rooting against Matt Nagy. I'm mad that Matt Nagy is an underachiever as a head coach. I'm not rooting against him. Does that make sense, Dan? Like, like personally, it's not personal for me. It's all business in that this guy should be able to either be better at his job or should be removed from his job. I said that about Dick Duran. I said that about Dave Wanstead, uh, Caps buddy. I said that about a number of coaches for the Bears. Uh, quarterbacks, too. Quarterbacks that had no clue of what to do offensively. Quarterbacks with no, no idea of how to be able to run an offense. Coaches around them, no clue. And so I'm rooting, I root against them because I'm like, well, they're not good for the, what I'm watching. It's bad for my health. I want to see something different. And it's okay to do that. What's wrong with having standards as a fan? I
3: think that's what part of being a fan is, being so emotionally invested in your team that you want to scream from the rooftops when something isn't going your way. I think the best example of this here in Chicago, and it's exactly what Rizzo was talking about in that soundbite that you played last segment, is Mitchell Trubisky. right like there was almost a point to it where first we all hoped that he was the future we were all rooting for the kid we were hoping that he got it right but then it came to a point where we were all like rooting against him almost to say we messed this up it's not right bears bears chicago bears and matt Nagy and and ryan pace
2: and we almost were openly rooting against him as saying take that lake forest you're wrong yeah exactly and again nothing wrong with a standard there for that so i want to get your thoughts that 312 espn I want to get the calls in before we get to shout or no shot uh in the Hills here's Dave on hey. Captain J Hood good morning Dave Cody good morning happy Friday buddy hey same to you buddy how's everything good man so yeah I mean you're you're hitting the nail on the head and making my point it, it's not mutually exclusive to be a fan of a team and root against people like
1: you brought up Jim Boylan you know you can be a
2: Bulls fan and realize that he's a fraud as a head coach I'm a Bears fan and know that Matt Nagy can't coach his way out of a paper bag. Like the thing that that Rizzo needs to realize also is like Browns fans can want Baker Mayfield out of town, but even if Baker Mayfield isn't the answer, they're not exactly starting over. You know, they've got a good offensive line. They got Nick Chubb. They got Miles Garrett. If, if, If Baker isn't the guy, they, they're not starting over. People can be a fan of a team and want what's best for their team. If Baker Mayfield isn't it, it's not because they're trying to get them out of town. They just want what's best for their team. That's all. I'm glad you checked in, Dave. Have a great Friday. Appreciate your telephone call. Now, you see, Dave leaves line open. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Jim is on Oswego on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Jim.
0: Hey, hoodie. Hey. Hey, hey uh, I was just going to say, you know, just because you're upset your team's not playing up to your expectations or or playing well doesn't mean that you don't care, right? So yeah. you always, if you're a fan, you care about your team and you want them to do well. And uh, the thing that frustrates me about the city of Chicago, it just seems like we should have plenty of resources to put a good team on the
1: field every year. Right.
2: Right. Well, you, well you're right. It's because we're in a major market. That, that's the reason why. You know, again, like the call we had yesterday on the show, you can go back to the archives of Capit J Hood and find that on the ESPN Chicago app. The guy's coming after me because he's, because I'm saying, hey, the Bulls should have won that game against Portland. He goes, yeah, you guys are Debbie Downers. Yeah, you guys are Debbie. Like, dude, this, then this show's not for you, man. And most of the shows in Chicago sports radio are probably not for you because we hold a major market team to a standard. In this case, because it's Billy Donovan, a real coach, I hold it, I hold the Bulls to Billy Donovan's standard. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, so but so for Rizzo to to go on ESPN Cleveland with Goldhammer and say that, well, you know, you got what you want. You know, Baker sucks. And you guys are like, dude, if you're a Browns fan, one of the more passionate fan base, just like the Bears, the Browns are a passionate fan base. You can understand why fans are like, hey, I might not be anti-Baker, but I don't like the way he's been playing right now. You know, and if I'm doing this show on ESPN Cleveland, my thought would be I don't like the way Baker and the offense is playing with or without OBJ. And then I would say, well, I think that he's got to have to get better because on the other side of that, if Baker doesn't return, then where are the Browns going? Right. <laughs> like, So you're going to have to pay him one way or the other. So you just hope that he's better because they've, a, they've had really nobody as a franchise quarterback since Bernie Kosar. So you got so Baker's got to get better. So that's why you say incrementally, game by game, hey, he's got to get better. I didn't like this game. What's, what's Rizzo's problem? Three one two three three two 332 espn is our phone number. Jim in Elmhurst on ESPN 1000 with Jay Hood. What's up, Jim? Hey, Hoodie. How are you, man? I'm well, thanks.
0: Hey, man. I You know, I've, I've been negative all season, and I just decided in the last couple of weeks that just negativity, you know, just breeds negativity, and I just decided I was just going to start trying to be positive about it about the season even though I'm not sure Nagy's the right coach I'm pretty sure pace isn't the right GM but you know a lot of it's come from Justin Fields like I I worry about that kid if there's too much negativity in the city or in the stadium you know that he's just such a positive he has such a positive attitude and um I believe in him I think you know I think if every just everybody just tries to be a little bit more positive, just you know that energy, I think you know makes a difference. Um, yeah. So I get it. I, you know I, I was there, but I'm just I'm changing my attitude now. I'm, I'm just trying to be more positive and,
2: and focused on on the good things that are, are happening with him. Nothing wrong with that because ultimately it's he's the future field. So there's nothing wrong with that. And, again, I'm not going to tell you how to fan in that spot. I will always hold them accountable because it's a team that galvanizes everyone in our city, right? The, the, Bear, the Hawks fans, Bulls fans, Cup Sox fans, Sky fans. All, everyone comes to Soldier Field because they all want to root for the Bears. So, So I will always hold them to a standard, and the standard should be a winning standard. No question. Uh sidebar, may I approach Miller, brought to you by Aiken Law? Please, Hittie. Okay. So we know that that the uh Patriots game was a blowout. And Patriots dominated the Falcons last night on Thursday Night Football. They did. But there is one highlight of the game. You know what the highlight is? The brilliance of Bill Belichick. Of course, I'll tell you something that my wife tells me, right? She's sage. Uh, no, not her name is not Sage, but she can be very smart uh, when it comes to certain things. You know what she tells me? She says, "Always look for value in the gray. Value in the gray, meaning that not just something that's obvious. Sometimes you look for value in the gray. Sure. It's, it's like me doing the Under the Hood Basketball podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Like, like we need to talk more basketball. So the way you do that is you do a podcast on it, right? Yes, you do, there's podcasts on other. Uh, I do a, a podcast for wrestling. I do so value in the gray, added value, right? Love added it. value. And so this is what Bill Belichick does, right? The thing that stood out to me yesterday is a guy named Jacob Elijah Johnson. He's a German American football fullback with the New England Patriots. He was an undrafted free agent as part of the NFL's international player pathway program. Now, can I tell you something, Jeff? He, he may not understand the game because, um, I think because he's from a different country, but he knows how to run fast and play hard. And he's got the car seat on his back. Did you see this? Mm-hmm. He's got a car seat behind his desk. You don't even see that anymore. And so, of course, Bel Belichick was able to find value in the gray by getting some guy, some fullback, a, a position that's not really utilized anymore, as an undrafted free agent just because he could play football, right? Yeah, I think it, uh, He's uh, Jacob Johnson. I think he called him Jakob because of the German pronunciation. How about that? I mean, just a guy, right? But but that finding someone, like, that was drafted high credentials, just this guy. Well, the – Value.
3: Listen, what Belichick does so well, and we could ask, you know, does Matt Nagy do this? He doesn't fit the pieces into his his system. Mm -hmm. He says, what can this guy do well? All right, let's put him in a position to excel and do what he does well, not ask him to do what he can't do. That's – The real secret behind why the patriots have so much success there's no little system that he tries to fit people in it's what do you do well all right let's let let's make sure that you are maximized and you go out and do that shot or no shot in two minutes